Hello guys, so this is episode number three. Um, I hope you guys do that, that you enjoyed it. Um, so this episode, it's a little bit about a conversation that I have with uh, Danilo Lodi. He's uh, one of my best friends and also more important, he's a great uh, Brazilian who is in coffee. He's been uh, into world world's uh, judging into barista competition and also in Lazio art and you know he's also being a consultant in training and he also works uh, with uh, as um, uh, ambassador of coffee of the espresso machines of Dalla Corte uh, but one of the things that's really interesting is just like how the reality of a different origin producing countries uh, we can discuss a little bit different things and um, so yeah I hope you enjoyed it and um, please uh, let, let us know also in our Instagram or direct messages um, for further any questions or anything. Uh, uh, so enjoy. Hey, hello guys. So here we are right now. Um, sorry that it took a little bit of a long time. About making this episode number f uh, three in the podcast. This is a Coffee Paradigm uh, podcast, and um, today I have a special guest with me today. Uh, first is a is a really really nice professional in coffee. Uh, probably I've never told him this before because um, you know it's kind of a secret. Uh, but uh, second thing, he's a, he's a really nice professional. He's been involving into competitions. Um, he's a Brazilian. Um, guy and um, I don't know if we've, we have also a friendship from nine years right now he was a uh, my best man of my wedding uh, uh, he's all over the place uh, he's Batman as well which oh I shouldn't say that I'm Batman <laughs> uh, but no no it's a uh, Danilo Lodi welcome yo thank you I'm super glad to be here back in Guatemala I have no idea how many times I've been here already and I'm glad that I'm gonna be part of this project with my friend Raul. Yeah, so, no, thanks for being here. Um, so one thing that um, we're excited about, we're, uh, people who might not know, we're, uh, we're in the back on the, on the roastery in Paradigma Cafe, or Paradigma Coffee Roasters, which is in, uh, in the city. Um, and uh, today we're sipping two cups of coffees. Uh, I'm actually, I'm starting with sipping my coffee. Danilo is like halfway through it. Um, uh, what do you have in your cup? Uh, coffee, I don't know what it is, like, I think it's the Antigua I made, one, maybe. I made, I made you a tea. I made me tea, okay, sorry. Why are you lying on, on, on coffee? Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, like, I actually, I don't even drink coffee, like, it's just like a BS facade that I do for everyone. Is that a thing? Yeah, it's this, yeah. yeah. When you say BS, you mean before scales, or? Before scales, yeah, oh, that's what I mean, okay. yeah, before scales. I you, make you coffee not... before scales. Oh, yeah. okay, got it, yeah. got it. BS. Um, no, so <laughs> the coffee that is, uh, we're drinking today, obviously, is brought you by a sponsor from Paradigma Coffee Roasters. You can oh, order your coffee online uh, or sending us to any time of the world. Oh, I thought it was that coffee that I brought from George Howell. Oh, it, yes. <laughs> that, that's my cup, actually. <laughs> um, no, but you're drinking, um, it's one of the really nice coffees that we have this year. This is from uh, Finca Capetillo, which is in Antigua, Guatemala. It's amazing coffee. Um, it's a natural pacamara. It's, uh, I like how versatile this coffee is because like I'm drinking now as brew but I taste an espresso as well and tastes great. Mm. Nice. Um, and I'm drinking a wash processed coffee Guatemala from Guatanango. Um, it's uh, called La Inteligencia from Itiel Vasquez. Uh, 
Igor, if you're listening, I'm drinking Wewe Tenango. Wewe, yeah, we're, we're going to be sending you some bags. Not from Wewe, though. I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, uh, so we're drinking coffee. We're sipping on down these chocolate flavors and more of the natural coffee normally. As you may know, guys, it's a lot of like fruity coffees. Um, but today, a couple of things that I, I, you know, this podcast was made is because we like to talk about raw um, um, specials in, in coffee. Um, so Daniela is a professional in coffee. How long have you been in coffee? Uh, it's 15 Tell years. Tell us a little bit about Yeah, it's yourself. been 15 years I'm working in coffee. 15? 15, yeah. Oh I God. started in May 2004, so it's been, uh, that's BS okay. before B- scales. B- yeah. B- yeah. Okay, got it. <laughs> we used to use like the, uh, the espresso shots, okay. you know, like and to now measure. you're an yeah. ass. Now an ass. Yeah. Now an ass, after like scale. after scale. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, I've been doing... Uh, sort of like everything around coffee from being a barista uh, later like being a roaster nowadays I give consultancy for roasters around the world and roasting class help to sort some coffees for a few friends as well I help to find some good stuff and I've been judging competition on and off since 2009 which means and I'm like between regionals nationals and worlds I've judged already around 108 competitions to be precise finishing yesterday nice is competition still a thing or yeah it's still a thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, like nice. when i started like i remember i competed actually oh. not a lot of people know that but like 2005 i competed i didn't know what a competition was all about uh and i created a drink with uh salts uh that like i was like really like really really in the vanguard of creating drinks with salt like i was one of the first ones probably and it tastes terrible and uh, out of really? 40, yeah, out of 45 baristas, I placed 33rd in a Brazilian competition. But it was fun because like I trained. I trained that wasn't like the a, last place. No, it wasn't. Oh, so, so it that was, was good. yeah. Like I didn't train anything. <laughs> I didn't serve sugar. I forgot to serve sugar at that point. You need to serve with sugar, and I forgot sugar in my prep table. Man, <laughs> I hate those people like don't put sugar in your coffee. Yeah, like. it's amazing, man. I don't know. And I remember that uh, I had great comments on the score sheets, like about the length of my tie and the color of my shoes. So it really helped me improve as a professional. So it was really amazing. That's why I became a judge because I want to do the same thing to people, judge nice. them by their outfit. And uh, so um, we're going to raise that. Uh, no. Um, I mean, so judging you by the by your look and by your face and by your clothes. Uh, so you see like you have a kind of a shirt of like uh, Dalla Corte, like what? Um, so. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm also a coffee pro for Dalla Corte. Is that a word or you're a pro? Or like... uh, no, I'm not a pro, like, a, it's again, it's BS. Just yeah, it's just okay. a word, no. <laughs> just... like, no, I help Dalla Corte around the world with okay. their machines, um, with events, training, uh, especially here in Latin America. Find them like good distributors. And it's my favorite machine, like it's the other way around. Like I start chasing them around because I like the machine. And I'm glad to be part of that because it's such a great energy, great machine. So that's your favorite machine? Oh yeah, that's by far my favorite machine. I have no problem to say so that out loud. So you like Sineso or something like that? Uh, well, or I do like, like I do like, or... but I prefer Dal Corte. And uh, I give like, uh, it's too short of a podcast for me to give all the reasons why I prefer Dal Corte. But it for me is more consistent than any other machine. That's why I like it. I, I remember that um, I, when I started in coffee a long time ago, I'm... They were bringing the first Dalla Corte espresso machines here, and it was really weird because it was a 23 
um, 23 tamper. They, I mean, oh, 53. 53. So, no, 50, I want to say 23. I don't know, like 50. I, saying, it's, I was using 20. It's 54. 54, actually. Now yeah. it's 54. No, no, it's always been it 54. Always 54. Yeah, 53 yeah. was the Spaziali. Oh, okay. Which was uh, founded by uh, it was really, Bruno Della Corte with Paolo's father. And it was really deep. Like the, yeah. the way of looking at extraction the, into the, in the more like technical stuff, um, Della Corte was a little, you know, the porter filter was a little yeah. bit more deep and, and smaller basket versus what we have on Simonelli or other machines that yeah. it's a little bit, you know, 58. Yeah, well, the, and, the, uh, a lot of people shorter. don't study about that. But the thing is, machines used to be like 60, 62. And then when the Faema E61 came along, they uh, put it. 258, <laughs> idiot. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the engineers working in that project of that machine was Bruno de la Corte. Uh, and then when he found it Spaziale, uh, he put it a 53. And all the reason that he put a 53 was because uh, the machines with the 58 or 60 didn't make a good uh, single shot espresso. And he wanted a machine that made a good single shot. Spaziale did an incredible job doing single shot, but not so great because it's like too deep. And then Paolo, his son, starts studying what could be an alternative that make good uh, extraction with, uh, uh, for single and double. Mm -hmm. So he starts studying like 53, 4, 5, 6, and then he got to the point that he got 54.5. That's mm -hmm. the, the, the diameter of the portafilter. That is the optimum extraction for double shot and single shot, and it works. Even if you if you use a double shot with like 14 grams, it's gonna strike really well. And if you use like 22, it's also gonna strike really well. And then the single shot as well, like you, you don't need to use like a lot of coffee to make a good single shot. And I mean, I, I honestly believe it's a totally different extraction. I I, um, I've, I haven't used them lately that much. That's why um, Dalla Corte is actually it's sponsoring us a, a small espresso machine for Mina to take it here in Brighton. No, it's not. Uh, so it's a sponsoring a small <laughs> no, uh, no but it's um i've i've been looking at it i know that uh we got a lot of people right now i uh when i uh, all of this promotion about specialty coffee and competitions mm -hmm. it was about bringing professionals and yeah. you know world baristas or finalists or the top baristas not even in the competitions bringing into uh, promoting specialty coffee and espresso machines and and i see more and more that um uh, Simonelli was doing a lot of that, yeah. obviously because he's the sponsor of the WC, but all the way, uh, Dalek Orte right now is sponsoring the... No, we're not uh, sponsoring anything. But they were before... Well, we were, uh, we for, for a few years we were sponsoring Latte Art and Good Spirits. Good Spirits. Yeah, I think and the for, last year was 2013, if I recall. And and, and from that, I've, I've heard a lot of people talking about the machines, like different instructions, that people uh, liked it to do, you know, more like the instructions are not just looking better but tasting better uh, different way of, of you know uh, looking at the espresso machine um, and right now I see that there's a lot of coffee pros that if you yeah. call yourself which yeah. you, you're not but um, you know like a like a different yeah, way I'm of trying pulling. to bring like I'm also like uh, coordinating the project what, what, of, what actually you do in Dalakor? well like, now like I'm also like I, I help in different projects like for example uh, projects for uh, different segments of the industry uh, I help with the training, for example, I go to a country and I give a training for the distributor so they understand a little bit better what the machine can do. Um, I've been to George Howe like five times this year because like they are now having Amina in their uh, main store. In, uh, yeah. In the, but also like now I'm coordinating a, a group of people that we call like uh, the brand ambassadors of the machine. 
There are people that like the brand and wanted to know more about the brand and also can bring fantastic causes for the show. Like for example, we at Host have... Yeah, yeah, yeah like at Host we have like a great team. Like for example, we have Cole Trudeau that's like a, a third place in the world this year. Canadian guy, nice guy, I like him a lot. Um, I had Fabricio that has been with Delacorte for a long, long time. There was a second Fabricio? Place. Yeah. El Güey? Yeah, El Güey, our friend from Mexico. <laughs> uh, we had Marta, which is the 14th place in the world, Brazilian ah. Marista champion, and also my girlfriend. Uh, we had um, Michales Caragiannis from Greece, yeah, yeah. that it was like two times second place in the World Latte Art Championship. So the idea was to bring like a how, lot How many of are you? Five, um, six? No, like... <clears throat> the, the the thing is like oh, it's this, not like a, I brought the, those for for, for hosts for yeah, host. yeah. Okay. now we, our team we uh, we're we're changing a little bit so we have now me Fabrizio we have Simone from Firenze as well because we need like someone that understands the Italian market but he also been to Australia and uh, lived there for a while he has a roaster called uh, Sosta Coffee we have Johnny that uh, is a Korean guy who lives in Italy but he takes care of that market because one of the most uh, how can I say, like they're very picky about the machine, so they test it, they yeah. open them, so he take care of the Korean market. Um, we also got uh, now Cole uh, joined team, helping us uh, spreading the word about the machine. And um, let's see if I'm not forgetting anyone. Um, I probably am, I'm sorry guys if I am, but <laughs> the, the thing is like, the idea is to bring people that are interesting to study and not just like, hey, I heard this is the best uh, machine or technology. Uh, why not put it on test? Like, I don't, I don't like when people come to me with the theory and I have to give a shout out to Isabella Raposeras, which was the first Brazilian barista champion because she taught me that when I started working with coffee with her, that every theory that you hear, read, uh, test it. And that's my main issue with the industry nowadays because, oh, someone that is the world champion said something or a guy who's really famous in the internet said something, or someone who wrote a book said something and that's the true and the absolute true. It's like, no, it might work in that scenario, but what try a different scenario. James Hoffman? I'm not saying James Hoffman oh, because he, he actually knows about stuff. <laughs> I'm actually saying about hey, other people. What's up, James? <laughs> um, no. <laughs> I am um, not, but I see it all the time, and it's. Uh, I honestly like it because it's a. Uh, obviously, there is a, there's a way of a competition that you start looking at the same machines and the same machines, and obviously the. Yeah, I, that's a benefit of know, a competition. It, yeah, people exactly. people start paying attention, like, um, in, like Simonelli, uh, Vittorio Arduino. People will not pay much attention to their technology before competition, so I think it's very productive yeah. for them uh, to people talk about. Uh, but not only that, like there's a lot of other machines that. Can I mean, there's a lot of, I mean, if you, have, I don't know, have you been to host, you see oh, a lot God, of like crazy. espresso machines and yeah. obviously everything has, they're all good and every machine has their own, you know, personality and stuff like that. So if you will call yourself the Avengers, <laughs> pros, Coffee Della Corte, who would you be? I'll be Fat Thor. <laughs> if you guys saw the Avengers Endgame, I'm gonna be Fat Thor. And what would be your hammer? Uh, oh my, ooh. It's, it's gonna be, I'm gonna have two hammers because now the Lacroix has the 58 portafilter as well, so I have like one in each hand, one 54 and one 58. And who will be uh, Black Widow? Black Fabrizio? Widow? No. No. <laughs> no. Fabrizio will or... be. Uh, Fabrizio is like the cool guy, so he'll be Tony Stark for sure. Tony he'll be Stark, like yeah, Iron Man, yeah, yeah, yeah for okay. sure. 
Uh, for me, Cole, it would be like more like a. Oh yeah, definitely Captain America. He's not gonna like that, but he's <laughs> he's like straight up guy like Steve Rogers for but, sure. Yes. Even though he's Canadian. This is good. Yeah, but he's like. I've been um, so I've been trying to you know a couple of conversations about you know coffee and you know um, bringing to him to, the, to his company and he's. He's, he's always trying to be, you know, he's, he's super nice. Obviously. Well, he's polite, he's Canadian. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. And he's, he's like, yeah, um, bro, we don't want any more coffee. Thank you very much. But it probably, <laughs> don't call me again for that, man. Like, you know, when we start talking about competition, it gets more fun, obviously. But yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's a really cool guy. And then, yeah, he is. <laughs> um, uh, but more, you know, getting into the adventures in Delacorte and all of that stuff. Um, what, what, where's the, you know, talking about espresso machines in Delacorte, where are you best located? Like, for example, I see Latin America. Not a lot. No, well, I mean, we have, Guatemala, we have a very, example, we, we have a very, why would we not have in Guatemala? I don't know. That's like, a good it's a, the, the things that people need to understand about Delacorte, it's a very small company compared to the other big players. And we are, if you think about brand new, like we just turned 18. Uh, so it's not like 90 year old company. You can drink now and go yeah, no, now we can drink everywhere besides US. But we are we're big in Mexico, in Latin America, in Chile for sure. Like uh, Mexico, Chile, and is, uh, yeah, yeah, Colombia, we're growing as well. Uh, but we are very strong in the uh, Korean market and the Japanese market. And I was amazed now in Berlin. Uh, I was there for the World of Coffee, organizing the cup tasters. And we saw Dalacorte everywhere. So Germany is really strong as well, which I think is really nice. And uh, but we are growing. We're growing everywhere. Like Middle East, we're growing a lot um, now. Like United States, we're growing. Uh, so the idea is to put the company out there. Um, uh, I like Paolo because he doesn't have like uh, an ambition to be huge. He said that he preferred to uh, still know all the employees that he has by name and know their family. Yeah. So the idea is not to be a massive company that will sell like thousands of machines per yeah. week. No, the idea is to be consistent, quality, and he wants to be remembered as the guy who invented the biggest technology at that point in time. And I think he accomplished that because he was the first to create a multi-boiler, the first to create flow uh, and put it together in a machine. So he, he's, a, he's already ahead of this, uh, his time. Yeah, I mean Italians. Uh, I mean, I, I obviously love Italians, and I had a lot of friends, you know, espresso machines, and you know, the market is, is small and stuff like that. But uh, obviously, everyone would say like, "Oh, yeah," but you know, that story, or we did this, and mm -hmm. everybody would say like, "Yeah." But I think the main thing is uh, is that you feel comfortable with espresso machine. Like, if I am going to be um, um, buying a machine for mm -hmm. my coffee shop, is what which machine do I want, and which machine do I have available? Yeah. for the budget that I have and also for like what I really want. Do I look for competition? Yeah. Do I look for this? Do I look for that? And, and even I, all the markets are different. Uh, not only that, like you need to think about something consistent uh, that will give you uh, uh, a good shot all the time. There's there's a lot of good home machines, but you cannot put in a work environment. Uh, there, like if you put it like to make a thousand shots a day, mm -hmm. you'll break that machine and I, I see people doing that with grinders as well um, but the idea is to be something consistent that it will fit for your the model of the, the business you have and are you are you looking like into scales and all that stuff into the machine well, as well the thing or, is like our machine you, you know well the thing is like I think it's important to know how much uh, your extraction ratio is 
the good part about the Lacorte, uh, so the thing is like backwards a little bit, like we started using scales because the volumetric of the machine didn't work properly, right? And uh, that's one of the things that Paolo always got it right, like his volumetric is really precise. And instead of measuring the flow in seconds, it measured the flows in grams. And now like the, we have like three machines on the line that actually tells you exact, exactly how many grams of water okay. you throw in the puck of coffee. Nice. That so it, it is precise. So we have like a, like a gadget that scales, exactly yeah. like I, I have already a digital scale that as soon as I see the the drops coming out of the portafilter, I just counted uh, how much more was coming out, and I have a scale. So it's a gadget. So I think the scales are important to have consistency. But like I trust the volumetric of Delacorte so much that I use the scales just to dial in the, the recipe. And then I just press the volumetric because it's always going to measure in grams of water. So as long as I do a good job in the grinder, uh, dosing and tamping the amount of coffee, pff, like it's always going to be the same amount of, uh, of coffee coming out. And let's face it, like there's like could vary around half gram in extraction, maybe one gram, right? Uh, which is not a lot if you count like two cups, it's going to be like half gram per cup. Again, can you be that consistent pressing a button? Yeah, no, uh, it's, it's a little bit it's hard. Yeah. yeah, it's hard. So I prefer to trust uh, a machine that gave me the technology to per consistency shots, consistent, and, and then yeah, yeah, just press a button. I, I um, we could go on and on and on and, and uh, special machines. Um, that, I mean, I think that Delacorte is something interesting. I, I really want to try it out. We've been talking about this, you know, tested it in different coffees and temperatures and all of that. Um, I agree, you know, consistency is one of the things that uh, it's appreciated by the customers. Yeah. Um, obviously, what you're doing, espresso machines and Delacorte, the other side that you do is consulting. Yes. Right? You do a lot of training. For baristas, yes, and for judging, and for roasters, yeah, for and for roasters, uh, and also for I knew that you were doing some uh, sometimes consultants in Brazil for uh, producers as well. Yeah, well, like more on the side, like I'm not an agronomist, but I help them to quality control, quality control, and also like oh, who would like this coffee in particular? So I tell them like, look, uh, this is more profile that uh, will be like a hit in the the Australian market or in the Italian market or or don't send this to UK, it's not their kind of, or this customer in particular, it's not what they are looking for. So I help them to direct the samples and also tell and how you the would, And tastes. you would, for example, if I, I, I don't know, it would be George Howell say like, hey man, I need, you know, I, I just, I want to find something from Brazil, like a really good coffee, can you find it for me? Are you uh, able to do yeah, that? Yeah, of course I, I'm able to do that, like uh, I just need to know what is, uh, uh, different or find what, what you want. Like if oh, I want something uh, uh, funky, fruity, fermented, whatever, or I want to like a basic uh, chocolatey or caramel, whatever. Like I can find it. Like I, I know a few producers here and there that can help me out yeah. source those kind of coffee. Sometimes people have them as like being organic, being uh, yeah. natural, wash it, whatever. Like, give me the profile, I can find it. Like uh, I like to, to do that as well. Especially when we're talking about different coffees. I I like to get out of the same old, same old. Yeah, I agree. And I think that I, we always talked about, and I always tease you that Brazil sucks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which obviously it doesn't. Uh, but uh, one of the first countries that I judged when I started judging, 
uh, it was Brazil, and I just found a really amazing coffee yes. since cupping, and you know. Yeah, um, that's like part of something that I'm doing for a, a, a few years. People yeah. say that I try to change the perception of Brazilian coffee, and uh, it's true. It's uh, I've been to arguments with people that are in the industry forever. Uh, because they don't give a shot, they don't give it a chance to people to tr like, no, 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 I'm not gonna try. Like, dude, it's not because you tried bad coffee before from this particular country that you should not try it again. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, no, I agree. so I think we should change this perception. Like, this here, for example, a lot of people say, oh, uh, Sumatra coffee doesn't taste good. This here, I tried one from Laboratoria in, uh, from Russia. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, this. Unbelievable coffee. I've tried, yeah, I've tried those from, from Haspian as well. Yeah, like so, you know, so like, uh, yes, sure, I tried some earthy Sumatras before, but I'm going to give a shot all the time. Yeah. For, and, and when I'm open to that, so, I get good shit. So why, you know, any competitor in WBC hasn't won with an Indonesia or Brazil? Um, like, what the fuck? Well, well, not, well, <laughs> WBC, WBC, I think there was, actually. Yeah. I think Klaus used it in his blend. 2006, back in the day. When? 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 2006. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think. Uh, well, we. I mean, the, everything the, changes. They use and, a, you know, obviously. Like, like Amy used the Laurina from La Terra to win last year's Brewers Cup, which I was, know. Yeah. And that's that was really impressive because um, it counts a lot the coffee in Brewers Cup, so that showed everyone that oh, hey, look, Brazil has great stuff. And it should be like that. Like I think that one of the things that we've always talked about is we shouldn't be selfish with the coffee. No, not like, at we all. We should give always an opportunity. Mm -hmm. um, and I know, yeah. Turning out into the kind of a, a last part that I want to talk about is uh, we've been we've been really serious. We normally are, are a little <laughs> bit more fun. But when we get to coffee geek, we always are. Yeah. And um, but let's switch a little bit into. Um, the side of what you don't like of coffee. Oh my God, so many things. No, no, no. But just, <laughs> what would be, you know, what would be the part that you'll be like, ah, uh, if, if you quitted coffee, uh -huh. what that reason would be? Wow. Uh, so I think that one of the things that I like most about coffee is this, the same thing that I hate the most about coffee is the people. Nice. Yeah. So, so we're cutting off here. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I met amazing people in the industry. Amazing people, really like people that like you uh, and I care dear in my heart and uh, they're my friends. I met my girlfriend in coffee, but again, I'm tired of people uh, that just repeating what other people saying. I'm tired of people mistreating other people. Yeah, uh, that happens a lot. Uh, so there, are people that are, don't take serious the other other people's job. Like people go to the internet and just trash it out. Other people work, uh, and I, I always say like, if you don't have anything good to say about someone, just shut up. Do you, you think know? that there's a lot of like gossip around coffee, like that affects another professional? Sure, I think it, it, it or, does or that. Is, or you know, yeah, normally it it's like like acting, you know, like you see like oh this uh, guy. No, like... no, it does, it does, it does. Uh, people have an interpretation about someone because something uh, like I don't know uh, because of the, where they're from or uh, which coffee they work with. Whatever, and I don't like that. So, so the same thing that I like to work in the industry, the same thing that sometimes put me like in a bad mood, like uh, having people 
trashing other people and so I'm just doing that now like I'm trashing other people yeah. but I'm not saying names you know I could you, well, you can I yeah mean. but like I, I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to give them uh, a Full platform credit. yeah I don't want <laughs> no. to give them a platform uh, probably no one's gonna listen to yeah this, I know so. fuck it um, <laughs> But but again, like that that would be something that would make me quit the industry. I, actually, twice I almost quit the industry because of that. Because I, people, because I, people are being like, I agree with you. Sometimes they suck. I know. I I agree with you. I think that um, tends you to get away from. I've heard, I've seen, and I speak for myself that there's some point that you are all like on the competitions all the time, like SEA shows, SEE at the mm -hmm. time, or. Um, and there's some point like you get really tired. And yeah, I, I've known a lot of people that were judges in competition, and and in judges you see a lot, a lot of time. Uh, you've you've been, you know, judging a lot of time, and you probably might see this as well. But there's even competitors that they're there, there, and they're judging, and then at some point they just disappeared. And uh, uh, sometimes I've talked about it with people that it's because of the same people or mm -hmm. because of the same organizations or the same politics that are around you know competitions or or I think I mean, people, not even I mean WC I'm just saying competitions around I think people there's a take lot of themselves too seriously you know like COE you know, they or like they don't laugh about themselves you know I mean like a lot of people don't take uh, criticism or, or you know there's always a space to grow I've seen a lot of people like there's a lot of space to grow to be um, I'm the best one or they, they want to be recognized for yeah. something, you know, um, that, that it's it's an uncomfortable subject for sure, because yeah, you want to, it's, it's kind of like you want yeah, to say names, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's not about names, I think it's it's about, um, and this is, is dragging me because it happens all the time, not necessarily just uh, on the world championships or in the, but I see it, uh, like we had, we have held competition um, in Guatemala this weekend, and yeah. that, that's the reason why you Just were here. Finished, yeah. And uh, and I wasn't, I you know, I haven't judged in uh, three, four years, or I wasn't involved into the Guatemalan competition a couple of years now, uh, for different many reasons. One of them was the people, <laughs> and the second thing it was you know time wise, like you know focusing yeah. on, on the grocery and, and very time consuming. Um, but then you come up, and it was a little bit. Um, I don't want to say disappointing. But it was sad it was just you know like kind of like you feel that there's a, a way that is your grown and this doesn't happen only in Guatemala but I've seen a lot of countries that they are on the road of being and then something happens and kind of like I don't know if generation or if it's because interests or something happens on the way on the road um, that it might be affected by politics on coffee obviously by people by you know getting into the same track um, and what I'm getting into this is, is uh, do you see this happening around a, a lot of, I'm not saying yeah, larger there, countries, no, but no, there are around there, there are, industry that doesn't are, happen. There are people, like there are countries doing competition for a long time, and there are competitions that keep growing, and there are competitions that is just uh, going down, and when I say going down, it's like number of participants or people interesting in check it out, but you have to take a, a serious uh, 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 analysis and what's happening in each country and I don't have time for that like I don't have time to check it out <laughs> if it's, uh, with some, some politics or whatever but it is it, it does happen that road just 
choked. Choked on his coffee. Uh, uh, but yeah, like I don't know. I don't know. Like uh, it's it's sometimes sad. Like uh, at the same time, you have like other countries just starting their competition, so it's pretty exciting. I think everything has a cycle. Uh, everything has a cycle, and then you need to uh, change a few things uh, in the organization, maybe uh, in the mindset of the country, or even the coffee scenario needs to evolve a little bit. Like we had in Brazil, we have a period like that, and now we're coming back with like people getting interested in competition again, and uh, having more judges interesting and the but event grow. Like, but, but, but overall, like for example, do you see that competition is, is taking you know some some side? Like example again, Guatemala, we had sometimes 23, 30 competitors, and now we had 10, for example. Yeah. Uh, I'm not gonna say how many were disqualified. Six. But if you see another, <laughs> to another country. Um, Uh, like I, don't, I think it was Sweden or something. There, there were two competitors. Uh, uh, there were in other countries like they have seven or five or not necessarily I like, think, like the thing not is, the consumer competitors. But yeah. I think Denmark was the another country that I knew that yeah, it was, it was like very, really little. Yeah. So I mean, is it? This is your opinion, not the you know. But no, I think like first of all, people, people are not interested people for, in competing again. People forget or, that it's time-consuming to prepare for a competition, and to, also could yeah. be expensive. We should, I mean, yeah, yeah. the yeah. idea. Sometimes I, I like agree. you invest a lot of money But in competition. And, I agree, and that's one of the, the the things that I have an unpopular opinion that I hear a lot of people defending. Hey, let's pay more for the producer. The producer is the weak link of the chain. And it's like, what about the baristas? Like, if there's no investor behind a barista. It's going to be really hard for them to win a world competition should, or a national I agree, competition. But it, and it shouldn't be like that. You no, know, like and the barista don't make a lot of money. So how how am I supposed to pay exactly. for all the things and have time to train for a competition if I can barely make a living for myself? So it should be like I like the competition because it's a platform to people get a better life. So every champion gets a little bit better in life. When, uh, after they win, if they do things properly, if they take advantage of being the champion, either national or worlds. But to get there, you need to sacrifice a lot of stuff. And sometimes people cannot sacrifice money or time to do it because they're already yeah, in the edge of that. So it's, it's complicated. I see a lot of baristas that are changing careers. Yeah, they want to be professionals. Obviously, you you love your job, you love coffee, you work as a barista, and there's a lot of people around the world that says like, I cannot do this anymore. I'm going to switch to something else because I need a better pay, a better yeah. life. Yeah. Um, and, and it's something, and I agree with you. I think that obviously producers, um, they're always need to be paid well. Yeah. But also, there's a lot of baristas that they're not yeah, efficient. But, uh, but I, I like was, the roaster, yeah. it's better paid than the barista, for example. No, yeah, but not only that. Like I always tell everyone, like worst case scenario, what will happen to Sometimes. producers? Like what will happen to a producer? He will need to sell his land, right? Yeah. He has a land. Yeah. What does a barista have? Nothing. You know, that's complicated. Uh, it, it is like a nightmare. That's yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. He needs a sweet job, so he needs to leave the industry. So yes, it's complicated for producers. I totally agree with that. But I think we yeah. forget about the baristas as well. And there's a huge change for that. I mean, chain 
Yeah. Not just the barista, but the roaster. Yeah. The barista, that it's a bartender barista. The who else is after the producer that even it's before like the exporters. Oh yeah, the exporters, like people that work with the logistics, um, like cuppers. Uh, what so. about the cuppers? Like, do you? I mean, just. I, I mean. In between competitions, we see the roasters like they don't have to spend. I mean, the WBC probably is the one that it has. We have to spend the most. Yeah. For a competition. Yeah. And, and it's the most expensive. And it's getting ridiculous. It's like most I mean, in, in terms of that, ridiculous because it, it's like. I remember like being an ambassador. It's like I want to make a coffee shop that it's exactly the same as a competition, and then it's like how you can be consistent. What well, I remember, how? I remember one time I was like. I was doing my coffee shop and I would do recipes and we do Chemex and V60 and and we, you know, it was an innovation. That was like four years ago. Guatemala, you know, no coffee shops like that. And um, I want to get, I want to, you know, I was serving a lot of coffees, but I want to do it faster. So what do you do? You know, uh, and I started doing some research and I, I remember um, I, saw, I texted calling and it's like, hey, what's the brewer that you have in the Marco right over there? You know, the black one. It's like, oh, this and this and that. I was like, oh, awesome, yeah. Um, yeah, I think I want, you know, I was just, I want to get one. I was like, 1,500 euros. And I was like, I'm not getting that crap. Yeah. Not because it wasn't good, obviously. It's too expensive. But it was too expensive for me that it was it was not nonsense, like, to be... Besides the coffee, it's too expensive. And then you go sometimes simple-wise, or ways of doing coffee, and it's it's like, I'll make a V60 or a Chemex full in a pot, and then I'll serve it. And it's not what the ideal it is but you're sometimes so focused about selling a cup of coffee that already is expensive for a good flavor that's sometimes not appreciated then then you you know the investing thing about machines and it's obviously too expensive yeah going through this is like every competitor they want to use that equipment for the competition and it's like so expensive clean cups new cups pitchers uh, yeah and don't forget about Dude. the 92 point coffee 90, yeah, ninety plus. Coffee. Yeah, not not everyone, not everyone have access to like producers like we do. That we, if we want to compete tomorrow, we can talk to them and they will probably give us coffee. Most of them need to buy their own coffee, and it's expensive. And I, I totally agree. Like that coffee should be expensive. Period. But again, if I have like a, a well, payday that is like a barista, how am I supposed to pay for that coffee? Like my monthly salary cannot pay for the bag of coffee that I'm going to use to train. And then it's always a question that I get from roasters, like how do I know that this is actually going to the producer? I have no idea. You know, like unless you pay directly exactly. and a wire transfer to them. Yeah. I mean, obviously you want to do traceability and everything, and but always it's a business. You know? It is. Like, you... And, I, and I don't think we have like the solution for that. but. Somehow we need to start thinking about how can we pay more the barista. And yeah, we should start thinking about it. We should talk that for our next one of our next episodes that we'll do together. Yeah, let's do that. Um, and uh, I think they will have a lot of comments. I think next time we're gonna invite someone on the call that might be you know chisel for you like Steven or something. We can talk about more of the, that subject. Steve or Joan. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Um, but. It's been, uh, I think this was the longest episode that I've wrote. Yeah. Well, it's only been two, so obviously that's, you know, Yeah. No. I can um, talk a lot. No, but I, I, um, I think that there's a lot to talk more about. We're going to keep talking about stuff. 
today we're a little bit more serious, but uh, what we want to do is just to bring conscious around people. Yeah. Um, raw, uncut. We're going to do another episode on Spanish right now. Um, stay tuned. We're going to doing. I'm doing an episode in English and Spanish. What do you think about um, Guatemala? Do you like it? Do you love it? I love Guatemala. I come here almost every year, I think. And almost every year. Yeah. So I pretty much enjoy here and I dying for another cup of coffee. If um, social media. Oh yeah, it's at Danilo Lodi. So it's. L-O-D-I, Danilo is D-A-N-I-L-O. So Danilo Lodi in any social media, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, I advise you to just follow me on Instagram because Twitter I'm pretty angry no. and just talk yeah. about like personal <laughs> stuff. So just, if you want to know about the well, coffee look, stuff, just what, follow Instagram. That's what Don't follow Trump does. Yeah, Twitter, so like I'm basically Trump on Twitter. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's exactly. basically for it. Right? <laughs> yeah. um, no, and, and um, this guy is amazing. We've been training a couple of uh, uh, baristas around the world and uh, do a lot of consulting. So if you guys want to do some uh, training sessions, you're obviously uh, right, Danilo. He's, he's an amazing guy. He's an amazing judge. He'll teach you a lot of things uh, on roasting, on judging. Um, and if you want to hire both of us, that's not an issue. Oh, well. that's not a problem. You're going to have like a lot of laps. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't know if we're going to do the job then, but slapping. like it's probably it's going to be the funniest time and of your life. <laughs> Uh, no, anyway, um, great to be here. Great to talk to you. It was great for me to be here. High five, bitch. Ciao. Ciao.